What's up then, listeners? Welcome to another episode of the Midge and the Keg NFL podcast. Host as usual, Billy. Alongside me, my co-host, the Keg. What's up, guys? How's it going? And today we have on our off-season talk series, Jacksonville Jaguars fan Ben Leavitt joining us today. How are we doing today, Ben? I'm doing fantastic. It's not very often that I get to chop it up about the Jaguars, especially like focusing on the Jaguars. So this is exciting, man. I'm excited. Good, good. Glad you could, like I said, glad you can join us today. Uh, just before I get, let you get into it, Ben, I just want to point out, guys, if you guys are, you know, obviously listening on to uh, today's show or you've listened to other, any of our other shows, the fact that we have got into this, you know, we've watched a lot of Ben's content. It's absolutely fantastic. If you guys want to either get into podcasting or want to grow your social media, I can't recommend, we, well, we can't recommend Ben more enough so definitely check it out if you want to get onto that guys check his youtube channel check his instagram and check it out but that's where i'll, I'll leave it to you ben you, you go right ahead and explain explain what you do to the guys yeah yeah absolutely so i'd say a broad scope term i would classify myself as a social media strategist and i would include i would include podcasting as its own kind of like silo of social media so i help people over on my channel better leverage or get started with social media and podcasting to help bring their their vision or their idea to life and then hopefully in turn turn it into a business so that's what i love to try to help people do every single day and that's how we got connected exactly yeah i mean like i say guys it, it, i mean i took a chance on ben you know like taste off you know see if i can message him get him on he's a massive he's a jag, big jags fan with the old nice little uh, canvas frame in the back of his videos. I thought I'd give him a shot and try a message and, and he came back to me. So never, never not try give a shot guys. And you've said that in your videos, Ben. So that's where I've got it from. <laughs> yeah, no, it's too true, man. You got to shoot your shot. It's how many people will say yes. And as long as you don't take it personally, if you don't hear back or if you don't say no, like there's really no loss here. Right. And, and especially if someone like yourself, like people, if they love sports, they love their team. Right. So they will take any opportunity to talk about it. Like I was chomping at the bit. Cause usually when people reach out to me, it's to talk about social media or podcasting. So the fact that you guys said, you want to talk with the Jags? I was like, hell yeah. Like, I don't get to do that very often. Let's do it. Awesome stuff. I'm glad, I'm glad you, you're glad to be on here. So we'll jump right into it guys. So Ben, obviously oh, it's, <laughs> I say it's easy to talk about the Jags. Obviously, it's very straightforward. We're going to have to point it out. One and fifteen season. Obviously, you know, no team ever wants to go one and fifteen. You know, it's not. You know, it's not what teams are there to do. You know, the Jags have been up and down. You know, as you know, for for quite a number of years now. It wasn't actually that long when you're actually, you know, one game away from the Super Bowl. You know, so you've had that high high count of like, you know, you've had that times of where you've been competitive, but now you you, you know you went one and fifteen. You do have the first overall pick, so, you know, that's not the worst case. We'll jump on to the people that, well, the, the one person that everyone is crying out for you guys to pick, which we'll get to in a minute. I mean, a little bit of a bright spot, if I point out for, my, uh, for myself and watching, I mean, you've got a nice little uh, running back in James Robinson, had mm -hmm. a fantastic rookie year, 14 to 100 yards of scrimmage and 10 total touchdowns. I mean, there's nothing to be sniffed at, and that's definitely not, a worst case scenario for you guys. That's a great bright spot for him moving forward and the team. Uh, you had a few injuries this year. I mean, that you know, the NFL is always full of injuries. You're always getting guys getting injured, but you did have quite a significant amount of injuries on defense. You know, so guys like CJ Henderson didn't play all year. Josh Allen was limited as well. Sidney Jones, you know, you had them type of guys out that uh, the defense isn't definitely not there yet, but they were pieces that are on your defense that make it better. 
I just want your opinion, obviously. How how did you see it when? I know one of 15 is hard to talk about, but I want to hear your opinion. Man, I've become accustomed to talking about bad seasons. Don't, so don't worry about that at all. I kind of don't stress about that. But so a lot of people are like, oh, you don't want to be one in 15. I welcomed this like crazy because we're so often like just good enough to screw ourselves out of like the right player. Like it happens to us every single time. Like there'll be somebody in the draft that we could get and either we'll screw it up with a draft pick or like we'll pick someone we shouldn't or we won't have an opportunity to get the guy that we should because we won like one or two garbage games that didn't matter. I'm a big believer as a sports fan People may label me a shitty sportsman because of this, but if you're not first and you don't have a chance to be first, I would rather be last. Like, like I, we, I would, I don't want to be eight and eight. Like, you're not gonna, you don't make the playoffs. You get a crappy draft pick and you stay stagnant. Like, I'd rather embrace the suck. So I, I watched this year and we played our great game, the first game of the year. Uh, so it's so funny because my dad's a big Colts fan. So uh, we we beat them. So I was like, if we're gonna get one win. I'll take it here. And then once we started going and after the Miami game, which was a Thursday nighter, I think it was like week three or week, week two or three, that was a terrible display. And from that point forward, I was like, okay, this team is not even close to there. So if we're going to suck, I want to really suck. And I, I think that is a big reason why Gardner Minshew didn't play this year because I think he was good enough to squeeze one or two wins out of there or Mike Glennon is crap enough where there was no chance that we were going to win. So... I'm I'm very happy and incredibly optimistic because of all the things that we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about here. But uh, we I think we finally did the suck right. So hopefully we, we get the dividends for it. False start, five-yard penalty. I think you touched on a great point there, really. I mean, there isn't much point to going eight and eight. I mean, we had a Raiders fan on yesterday, and he was just gutted that they got eight and eight because they don't get that nice draft pick. They're stuck at 18 in the draft. It's a really exciting off-season for you now. You know, you've got that first pick to look forward to. I mean, we were we're Falcons fans, and at the end of our, our season, we were sort of willing them to lose because we wanted the higher pick, you know? I think, you know, unless you're going to make the playoffs and be that competitive team, like yeah. you say, you might as well drop out and build for the future. 100%. Yeah, and, and the, the cool thing is about this off-season especially is the Jacksonville... Like the Jaguars, I, I really love that they're like this, but they're such an obscure team. Like they should never in a million years have a football team. Like it is the most obscure market to have a team. So we are usually of every NFL joke. Like if you watch the draft for anybody who's not a Jags fan, pay attention next time you watch the draft. They go to commercial break every time the Jags pick. Every time. Like literally every time. It is crazy. The NFL hates the Jaguars because we're such a small market. So the fact that we are the talk of the offseason, I'm eating it up because usually I can't get airtime because we're constantly on commercial or they don't talk about us. So no, it's, this is this is great time to be a Jags fan. Yeah, and I think that's you know interesting with really, uh, the market really because they were obviously always talking about coming over to England. Yeah, you know, they had all the UK games and stuff and that was sorry it was always you know mentioned obviously the owner owns a soccer team over here as well. Yeah. You know, I think that could potentially happen in the future. I think it's calmed down a little bit now. I mean, what's your thoughts about moving? Would you, I'd be open to it or obviously it wouldn't be local then, but. Yeah, I don't, I don't want them to move at all, but I think it's a very real, real possibility. And I think it's only really slowed down the conversations because COVID has forced it to. I think that there was a big yeah. push to get it over there, but it's a blessing and a curse because we were in a very bad spot. Had we not become the team of the UK, we probably aren't a Jacksonville team in general because we just weren't making enough money. So we needed to supplement yeah. that fandom from somewhere. So they kind of just had to do it. So 
uh, I want to keep it to what it is, like one or two games a year. I'll let that go. And, and I, I hope to come to UK for some games, so we'll have to connect there. But uh, I don't want it more than that because like, I, then it's so much harder for me to go to games. You know what I mean? So as a, selfishly, yeah, course, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, been a massive yeah. harder case for that it. because you have like, you know, effectively, you know, everyone's been like, oh, okay, like the, the Jags coming to the UK, but it's quite a good thing we've touched upon here. You know, I've actually, you know, that's sort of was the back of my mind there because you think about, you know, a team that you, you, it would be absolutely unheard of in the country, in, in, in the UK. If you said, oh yeah, someone like a, I don't know, like a Chelsea or a Manchester United soccer team, but, oh yeah, we're just going to move to, I don't know, somewhere in Germany, you know, somewhere far, you know, across the pond, it's it's far. It mm. would just never happen. And I can understand frustration from uh, your guys in the States as, as big NFL fans and obviously of your team of why you don't want it to happen. And I think you're quite right. I don't. I think the games are good. I like the games. I like the fact they do X amount of games a year. I think it's good for the market. It obviously promotes the NFL. It promotes the teams that play. But yeah, I, I I just really think if if it does happen, I, I actually think knock on wood, I really hope it doesn't happen. And we live, you know, we live here, and we, you know, I really don't want it to happen because I feel like it could take something away quite drastically, you know, and and, and it could open it up to other teams, which I I just don't think it'd be a good idea. You know, it's not it's not broken, so don't fix it. In that respect, yeah. I get the market, I get it, but and that's for me coming as a UK, you know, UK fan. And that's how I see it. That's surprising to me. Yeah, that, that, that shocks me a little bit that you wouldn't want a, a team like that because you want to keep it as it is. That's really, really cool to hear. Yeah. Um, if we move on to the like the cap space for next season, so the Jags are in the best position out of any team this year, cap-wise. You know, they've got currently 85 million projected. Obviously, the cap's coming down this year after COVID. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. loads of money for you to sign free agents, loads of money to re-sign your guys you want to keep. Yep. loads of money to do whatever you want, really. I mean, this year, there's only about 600 million from all the teams combined. You've mm -hmm. got 85 million. That's 14% of the whole market just for yourself, you know? going to give you so much buying power in this market. I mean, any guys here to be really greedy here? Any guys here that you want to free up some more money? I mean, Bill touched upon Brandon Linder earlier. It's sort of like a guy that was a good, played a good level, but for the 8.5 million savings, not that you need it this year. Mm. It's always good to have more money. Yes, I mean anyone I'd, here that you sort of. Yeah, I'd, I'd keep Linder. I, I think the center is, is too valuable of a position, especially with a new quarterback coming in. I I, I want his leadership yeah. there. Where I could see us unloading some money here would be Andrew Norwell. He has so grossly underperformed in his contract. Like it is, it is embarrassing. And, and so I'm someone who will like rewatch a game and like watch a specific position, and it's like paid. It's hard to watch. Like he, he like he's. I'd say a lower tier guard getting paid elite guard money. Like it's just, it's, it's not there. So if, if we're going to let anyone go, it'd be him. Look, Taven uh, Bryan sucks, but I don't think we'll cut him because he's so cheap. Uh, yeah, I think, I think everything else, they're just making such little amounts of money that it doesn't even make sense because it's just a yeah. new hole to fill. I think actually Rashawn Melvin, I think we cut him because I think he's another year older. He never actually showed up for the season. So he'll probably be gone uh, in favor of someone else yeah. because we were buying in a market where we didn't have as much bargaining power as we do now. So I think we probably swap yeah. that out and get an equivalent, which will probably be a slight upgrade. Yeah, I mean, that's a, I think that know, makes that's sense. a fair point to yeah. make. I mean, you know, you're not paddy pinching like a lot of teams are this year. A lot of teams are struggling and they're trying to cut everyone. But you're sort of quite in a position where you can sort of go, look, let's play it all late and see if we can upgrade these players before we cut them. 
Yeah. Um, you're free agents next year. I mean, there's quite a few guys here to resign. The one player I want to talk about first is um, Cam Robinson. Yep. Obviously, left tackle, played to a fairly good level, but not that elite level that you probably want protecting um, Trevor Lawrence probably next year that we'll touch on later. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> for me, I think you've got two options with Cam Robinson. Well, three options. You either tag him, give him that year to prove himself as an elite left tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's currently predicted he'll get a four-year contract worth about forty-five million, which is fair for a left tackle. Obviously, you're committing to him then, or you know you just move on and try and get something in the draft. I mean, what's your opinion on the on the left tackle? Yeah, so Cam's been a, a weird case because so as a big man to tear your ACL, it's a different injury, like, and I think a lot of people aren't taking that into effect. Like he's he's still like not that far removed from his ACL and. For the movements that they do and the size that those guys are, like that's a different injury for those kind of guys. Like rehab is just so so different. So if if we're gonna keep them, I wouldn't want to sign a long term deal just yet. I would rather approve it deal, like you had mentioned, put them on the tag. Uh, but I don't. I haven't seen enough into him for four years. I would honestly rather have to pay more next year because he proved it, and it's like a no brainer at this point. We need to give him the money than do it now and him just. Re- maintain at like a like a mid-tier tackle getting paid too much like we just we've done that so often in jacksonville where i would rather i'd rather him prove it before we give his money and and sometimes we go the other way and i'd rather i'd rather tag him if we're going to keep him but there's also some solid free agents here uh that would that are on the tackle market that i think are substantial upgrades over over him and i think we're gonna have the draft capital where we could bring in a second or even a late first round pick to then be groomed under a great uh, tackle pick and then in turn we're still coming out ahead so i'm not sold in a long way of saying i'm not sold robinson yeah i think you you touched upon the injury there and he he has improved since the injury you know he he played better last season than he has done in any of the previous seasons so you know there is potential there but like you say there's plenty of upgrades this offseason you've got the money to do it so you know, it's the most important position on the pitch. You know, make sure that left tackle is solid. I mean, anyone else here that you you feel is like a vital piece to resign? Oh God, no! <laughs> like that's no. Like, we're in a very <laughs> we're like like not even a little bit. Like, and again, these are obviously premier athletes. Like they're playing the NFL way better than me. But like on the NFL level, like the, none of these guys are going to be missed. Uh, like, Actually, apart from Keelan Cole, I'd be happy if you brought him back if it's appropriate deal. I think he's a great third or fourth receiver. Not a selfish guy, very much a team dude. Beyond that, I'm cool with everybody leaving. No, that's interesting. I think, just going back a little bit, just a little bit of rewind to the Cam Robinson thing, which is actually quite interesting you point out. Like you said, when a big man, like an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman, you know, big, heavy guys, when they tear the ACL, it's a little bit different when they tear their ACL than to say someone like a wide receiver or a, or a younger, you know, corner or a DB, something like that to tear an ACL because obviously it's such a significant injury that has ended a lot of careers. You know, it's, it's something that's like a work, you know, the living nightmare for, for any athlete, you know, let alone NFL players. So the fact you pointed out that, and like you said, the progressions are there, like, like you, like you pointed out, um, Jimbo, he has improved, but like you said, I think for the sake of the buying power you have, like you say, you could get someone like, I'm just spitting out some names here. We'll get to him in just a second. But someone like a Trent Williams, who's probably going to be on That's the That's who I want. He's older, but he's unbelievable when he's healthy. He is one of the best left tackles in the game. And you have to point that out. Even at his age, he can do it. He is a big man that, put it this way, 
if he's going to protect Trevor Lawrence, spend the money. It's not. It's, it's like a no-brainer. Get the hat. Get that. Like we pointed out, funny enough, it was a, a friend of ours, a kilted Texan. I'll use his quote: "You buy the house, and then you get the insurance in the offensive <laughs> line," which is such a great saying, and it's so true. So it's not a bad point of that. I mean, let's say you've got someone like Trent Williams. I think he's probably the best tackle on the free agency market. I mean, I don't think I'll let you point it out. He's the guy you want, right? Oh, 100 percent. That that's who I ideally would put in there and then draft a tackle to develop under him. Uh, a big reason why I'm not sold on Cam Robinson. He's a mauler in the run game. He is one of the, I'd say he's one of the best run blocking left tackles. The issue is this is a passing league and he hasn't shown fluid enough hips to really block premier edge rushers. Like he, he hasn't been able to do that yet. So and he's freaking huge. Like he may never be able to do that. Like that that'd be something where he is literally too big to do that and not fluid enough because he is massive like he's a he's a fridge out there but i just i'm not sold on him from the path protection perspective and if that's what we're valuing this position for is to protect our investment i don't know if he's the guy to do that if there's better options out there yeah i mean you know a guy like trent williams he brings that experience into this team as well you are a young squad you are a young roster you've got a lot of draft picks next year to inject even more youth someone like that on the line could really inject some experience and some leadership to this team and i think that could be a real positive as well and he's looking for the money too. And so another thing too is that like Jacksonville, we're in Florida, so we have no state income tax. So not only do we have the most money to give, if they come, they get to keep the most of it. So that is a huge selling point too. That should be a huge selling point. You've given some guys big contracts to come yeah, to Jacksonville. So that's like, it's, it's to some free agents, it's always been a win-win. But like I say, it's not, you know, hopefully that pans out a bit different this year with the new front office and the head coach and everything. Knock on wood. I, 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 you know, I hope for you guys, 100%. I mean, one guy I really want to touch upon with you, Ben. You know, I was yeah. looking for the free agents, obviously, that, you know, you've got, so, you got, you know, you got quite a few needs on this team. And I'm thinking, right, you've got some money. You could easily get, like you said, you could buy someone, like, uh, sorry, get someone like a Trent Williams to give, you know, the insurance for, for Trevor Lawrence, even if it is for a couple of years, maybe three, depending how long he can last. It's worth it, even for the money. There's another guy that, uh, funny, I've got cut by our division rival, the Carolina Panthers, who who was an absolute nightmare when we played them. Uh, mm-hmm. Was K1 Short from Carolina? He's on the market this year, obviously. Yep. And those tackle, I've seen. You know, you could definitely use an upgrade there. Gosh, Would yeah. you spend? I, I think I've, I think there's been a projection. He, he'll probably want about between 14 to like 17 million. That's a lot for an interior guy, but he he's outstanding. He was a nightmare when we played against him twice a year. Yeah, he's very, very disruptive of the middle. And that's, if you, if you are, like, so I'm probably one of the very people that watched every snap of Jaguars football. And our D-line was abysmal. Like, it was, especially our interior push was just so bad. And and when they can cheat because they know that, that they've got that covered, it makes it so tough for the edge rushers to get home. So I, we definitely need to create some interior pass rush. Like, we, we don't have really, like, anybody that can can push the box in the middle. Uh, we... Yeah, like Stephen Bryan has been a massive flop. Uh, so I would be okay with short, but it's, you got to allocate like where are you putting this money, right? And also you have to judge it for the draft. Like a lot of people have us picking Barrymore uh, from Alabama in the, the first round. And I think if that's a, an intention of ours, then I think that'd be double dipping. I don't think that would be the best use for the money. But if we're not going to detackle in the draft, I would be very happy to pick up short. Pass interference, defense, Automatic first down. Yeah, I mean, I, I looked at it personally. I think that, you know, you've got two very good edge rushers, like young edge rushers in Josh Allen, who obviously had a very good rookie season. And then last year, the injuries. 
Um, and also you drafted a guy last year. I mean, there's some really good edge rushers market for me this year that can sort of bring them players forward. Yes. You know, like the Shaq Barrett, Bud Dupree, you know, they've really, they're the sort of players that are going to get double teamed and let Josh Allen get home, get to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, you said about creating that interior pressure as well. If you do that and get this edge rusher, I mean, that's for me where I think you should spend some money on is it one of these sort of guys. I mean, is there anyone here that you sort of like? I would love for us to pick up Clowney because I think he's going to be, uh, like he got beat up this year in terms of his stock. And I think we could get him at a deal that's far below his true market value because he doesn't put sacks on the board. And the, and the blessing or the curse of their position is they look at the sack number and that's what they get paid based on nine times out of 10. There is so much more that goes into playing that position. Like, can you swear on this show? Do you guys swear? Oh yeah, yeah, you can. yeah, it's all good. You yeah. go for it. <laughs> what you want. So, like, there's a stat in football where it's like fucked up the play, and he's like he's really good at that. Where he's not going to get a statistical category, but there's a lot of coaches that will track the fuck up the play score, and he's getting a lot in those boxes. So I think <laughs> he's somebody that we could pick up, undervalued. He's going to be highly motivated, and I would love for him to teach, especially Josh Allen, who's like had like he said to be like the guy, right? Is going to have to be now, yeah. and 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 Clowney has to, had had to deal with that pressure for a long time coming as the first overall pick. So I would actually be very intrigued by him because I think we can get him for like the highest potential return at the lowest financial investment. I think the other guys you're going to pick up, they're going to cost you quite a bit more. Yeah, and I think he will be a really good value. If he can stay fit, he's, he's had a lot of injury issues in the past, but you know, you're bringing him on to sort of improve Josh Allen as well. It's not about exactly what you just about what he brings to the team. Like you say, he's going to bring the players on. So even if he's healthy for 10 games for next year, he'd probably bring good value for you. I was just going to say, uh, and the, good, the good thing about for his health is that he doesn't have to be the primary guy. Like the whole point is he's coming in to, to join a rotation, yeah. right? So everybody benefits yeah. from that acquisition. Massively. And I think we pointed out on several episodes for other teams, veteran leadership and veteran presence is a massive thing in any team. You know, like you get some have more than others, but for a young team, you know, you're, you're, you know, you've got a fair lot of draft picks this year. There's going to be a whole bunch of new guys anyway with the front office and the coaching staff. You know, it's going to be a younger team, you know, so you're going to want to have that veteran presence, whether it be whatever position it might be. I think you pointed out, I think, spot on there, uh, Jimbo, on that D-line. If you can get a game to one in the trenches, like you said, we've talked about the offensive line. If you can get this defensive line to work, you know, Josh Allen comes back, has a double-digit sack year. I think Calavion Chason, if I yep. said it yep. correctly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a... Tough one. If you're ever watching this, I hope you are because I've said that right. Um, he, he, you know, he's got room to grow. I think towards the end of the year, he he started to pick it up a bit. He had, he had a bit of a little niggling injuries, but he, I think he can get there with the right coaching and a veteran guy behind him mm-hmm. or in front of him, whatever you want to do. This D line, if you, you know, if you build it right, can cause some issues. You know, like it, 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 it stands out to me as a, a massive potential. Massive yeah. potential. Yeah. So, 100%. But, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I've, yeah, I was gonna say that like those those and they're so young too. Like Josh Allen is a stud, and Caleb on Jason is like such a raw physical specimen. Like I think yeah. again, it's gonna, it's gonna take some molding, but he could be a guy who will surprise a lot of people in like a year or two's time when he's coming up for like his second contract. I think he'll people will be surprised at how many sacks he's getting a year. And that's so, the thing you want to you want to build this line while they're still on their rookie contracts and while they're cheap for mm-hmm. you. Like you know you want you know that's when you want to win the next two or three years. You want to build a solid team. You've got your picks this year Lawrence probably you know on a rookie deal 
that's when you're going to be targeting these wins. I mean, is there any other positions that you sort of have a real sort of need for? Any anyone you sort of want to go after in free agency? So we got a serious need at tight end. We have literally nobody at tight end besides. I will say this: so a lot of we drafted Josh Oliver in the third round two years ago, and he, he's I think he's played like under five games in the last two seasons. So he's like a great flex tight end, or could be. We don't even know. Like I think he might come back and be like a huge push. Like fans are very fickle. Like most of Jags fans have forgot who that even is. But he was picked only two years ago, and he's picked in the third round. Like you don't pick a tight end that high unless you think there's some serious skill there. So, but I, he, well, we need help for him big time. So I would love for us to pick up a tight end, but you got to pick your poison here. We either try to go through Henry, which is gonna cost a right nut or you pick something else for like a, more of a lower tier guy or like mid tier where where is he um Jonu smith i don't see his name on here yeah Jonu smith yeah he, he is a free agent i don't know where he is on this list but yeah there he is he, yeah. yeah he's on there yeah so or him i think he's gonna be the mid tier price point i think he still has a little bit of untapped potential if you put him in an offense where he gets featured a little more so if we're going free agent route i would i would like him or Rudolph that was just released from Minnesota. I think he could be a nice guy. But if we if we pick up Rudolph, well, I think we're drafting somebody in the first two rounds at the tight end position for sure. So, but where I would love for us to put some money on the wide receiver, like I want Allen Robinson back so damn fast. Like I think count for every Jags fan there, like yeah. <laughs> bring him back. I we let I think him. He liked it in Jacksonville as well, didn't he? Like he, he enjoyed playing for you anyway, didn't he? So he would be open to. Yeah, and there's been some things going on, boys. So Trevor Lawrence and him just followed each other on Instagram. Just that that happened like today or yesterday. So that's big news. And then uh, I actually met Allen Robinson in Jacksonville when he was rehabbing his knee, and he was like a he's such a nice dude. Uh, But he's like, so I I, I'm sure you guys have heard of Clubhouse, the new app. So I've been in Clubhouse rooms with a Rob a lot, and like he. I don't think things are good in Chicago. Like I, I think he's leaving, and I, if, as long as our front office values him in the way that he sees himself, I think he's very open coming home. Nice. I mean, that'd be yeah. a you know superb pickup, and it it just gives Trevor Lawrence that you know oh, exceptional man. receiver to to use next season and to really ease him in. And like you say, they've already started talking on Instagram, so that helps. You know. Yeah, I think. I think it makes a lot of sense. And I think it would help DJ Chark out tremendously too. Because I think DJ Chark can be the guy, but I, I don't think he's there yet. And I think that everybody around in that locker room would benefit from having, having Allen Robinson. He's a nice piece. I, I really like DJ Chark. He's a nice shifty guy. Like you say, he could, he's got potential to be that in that bracket to the number one. But like you say, even if it is him being, he's, he could definitely be a solid number two. And there's nothing wrong in that. He's still going to be used in that offense. So I'm sure Trevor Lawrence will happily get to use him so we're going to talk about the elephant in the room because we've alluded this enough you know just to you know spice it up for the viewers and the listeners so look you've got the number one overall pick i mean from you know of ourselves obviously you, you might have watched more tape on him you know we're not draft experts we've had a lot of opinions on other guys you know we've had good guys on the show you know that have expressed thoughts about him from what we've heard from scouts i mean the main thing that points out to me he's been compared to the best thing to come out of college since Andrew Luck. And all right, albeit Andrew Luck could have played a bit longer. I think obviously he had some issues. You know, he was a great player. But his success in the league is nothing to be sniffed at. He was an absolute phenomenal quarterback. And that is just some high high scouting praise in general. If you're comparing Trevor Lawrence to someone like Andrew Luck, 
if he's your quarterback for the next ten years, you know it's a win-win. I mean, how I mean, how do you see it? How, you know, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence all the way, or do you feel like it's 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 a, it's a done deal? Yeah, I think it is a done deal because I think he's the sole purpose of why Urban Meyer came out of retirement. I I, I think if we have a second pick, I don't think Urban Meyer is our coach right now. So I I think. You could put your you could put your mortgage on the fact that Trevor Lawrence will be picked first overall, and and you'll win a really small amount of money because the, the Vegas the, the Vegas odds know that it's is that too, but it would be a safe bet. Like we are yeah, picking yeah, one to forty, yeah, so forty pound on post forty one, yeah, brilliant. Exactly. But you know, easy money, like you say, get the mortgage on. It's gonna happen. It, it will absolutely happen. I do think it is the right choice. The only other QB that intrigues me. Uh, even remotely as much as him would be Wilson. Uh, I think there's a lot of pop there, but uh, I think Trevor Lawrence is has has like he checks every box, and and it's, it's difficult to to pass that up. Plus, like as the GM and or as the front office, it's one of those things where it's a very easy pick to make because you can be like, oh, everybody was everybody knew it. So even if he flops, it's gonna be like, oh, well, you can't blame them for that. Like everyone was gonna pick him. So I think it just makes so much sense. I I do I love him, but. The only thing that scares me is he's played his worst sometimes at like the biggest moments. And as like a QB, you need a dog out there. And so that that's the only concern that I have is he beat up a lot of on ACC competition, which if anybody who watches ACC ball, like it's not the best defenses there. So uh, I, I do really like him. I think he's a no-brainer pick, but I think he will have some more growing pains than a lot of people are saying he will. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. I watched him when he played against Fields, you know, that recently and... I wasn't overly impressed from that day. Obviously, I, I don't watch a lot of college football and I got all this build-up going into that game of how good he was and everyone saying he's the next best thing, next Andrew Luck and all that. And I just watched him that day and I wasn't overly impressed, but obviously I trust the scouts that have all been so high on him. Um, it just depends, like you say, if he can do it in these big games because obviously the NFL is a much bigger scale than anything he's done before. So, you know, fingers yeah. crossed for him, he does step it up yeah absolutely i think yeah i, I think he will I, I think he has too many solid traits that you can't pass up on like his accuracy is awesome uh, i think the only thing i would improve is occasionally the decision making but i think even that it's i think it's coachable it's not bad enough where i'm like oh i'm concerned about it and yeah. even josh allen had like terrible decision making in college and, and he's now turned into one of the best uh players in the league it's so that kind of dispelled that belief that you couldn't coach that up so i think he's going to be great i think he'll be a perennial pro bowler and i think he'll be the face of the jags for the next hopefully 20 years yeah yeah that's what you're putting in, in your faith and you know number one pick guy you know and and when you look at over the years even as like quarterbacks um even the ones that have been picked recently you know the one that always stands out to me is obviously peyton manning you've got the hall of fame obviously the success he's had but you think of like quarterbacks that have gone number one overall that I'd say haven't panned out, but obviously when you're spending another one, your the number one overall pick, you want you you know you, you want right. I want Super Bowls. I want this. I want that. You know because you expect that of them, and and obviously he's going to be in that bracket. I mean, the main thing I always talked about the keg, and I told him I was like, look, because he was a bit disheartened after that Ohio State game, and I went, if you're disheartened, watch the, the his um national uh, the national championship game against Alabama as a fresh a true freshman. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Like you said, his accuracy was off the ball. And Alabama, you know, they've been the best team in college football for years. You know, Nick Saban has just completely molded all these. I mean, look how many players get drafted in the first round from Alabama. You know, they are an absolute, they are the juggernaut of college football. 
he taught he he picked them apart and it was an incredible you know that's where the hype came from it was like wow he he is the next best best thing so if he can like you know do that and and it can transition to the nfl i'd be i'd be scared to play play the jags you know like this could be the turning point you just don't know and, and i think like you said you're gonna put all your eggs in my basket with him because anyone in your position will would you know so it's not like it's gonna be like oh they could have picked wilson it's like you're not gonna take him over lawrence at no. all like you know so you're gonna go with it so sort of moving on as well like i say so lawrence is the sure thing we've got that under the books you look at sorry your draft capital this year you know you've got two first round picks I believe the uh, the other first round pick was with the trade with uh, the LA Rams for Jalen Ramsey, yeah. uh, which is at twenty five, and yeah. then you've got also two second rounders, and you know and you've got other plethora of picks. You know you've got a lot of picks this year. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you like to see at pick twenty five? Would you like? To, I, mean, I mean, I've seen some, I've seen a lot of scenarios of like defensive help. I've even seen a trade back, which I wouldn't say is the worst option at twenty five, but. What, what would you like to see the Jags do? Obviously, you pick Trevor Lawrence. What would you like to see do at 25, pending who falls there, of course? Obviously, the draft's so unpredictable. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think my decision would totally come down to who we pick up in free agency. If it's if we address the interior defensive line, then I would say safety is the most obvious pick. And there's only a handful of guys that would even be in consideration that high at safety. But uh, that's, that's where I'd like to see them go, unless Tony from Florida is still on the board. Uh, okay, if we didn't, if we even if we did sign a, or even if we did sign a good receiver, like he he just reminds me so much of Tyreek Hill, and I've seen what he's done for the Chiefs. Like I I would love to have that kind of burner speed on on our team. And I don't think you can have enough of those offensive guys. I I think just like you can't have enough pass rushers. I, I view receivers very similar. Like you want to tire up their DBs because there's no team in the NFL that has four good DBs. They're, like they're there isn't one. So it's like, if you can tire those guys out and you have four or five solid receivers, that's huge for you in this wide open game that the, that the NFL now plays. So uh, uh, either safety, uh, if we address the D-line, Barrymore, if not, and then uh, Tony, if he's still on the board, I think he'll be gone. I think that's I mean, a fair shot. I mean, there's sorry, plenty of options you for you there. I mean, the beauty of it as well, you've got the first pick in the second round. So, you know, you could potentially come away with three very, very solid guys that are going to go straight into your sort of lineup this year and and really help this team. And, you know, we talked about the window in the next two or three years where these guys are on cheap rookie deals. So I think it's really important you get these you get these picks right this year. You know, you, you need to have successful draft. I mean, would you be open to trading up from 25? I know that you don't necessarily need to, but, I mean, if there's a nice lineman, it's sort of 15, there's a strong lineman, you know, draft class this year. So... Something you sort of would like to potentially do, or I'd go up. I don't think I'd go up for a tackle because I think there's enough of them that if we stay put, yep. we just, that's where we want to go. I think you're getting a great tackle, yep. or potentially that one that we could develop into a great tackle at 25. But if there's a guy that you love at a premier position, like I think you go get him. I don't think we have to move for safety. I don't think we have to move for the tackle. It's just it's not a very strong draft in either of those positions. So I think we're perfectly slated in the positioning to pick up a premier guy at that position just because there's they're not there's not a lot of them so it's like and it's not they're not as high on people's boards so i think we can sit right there get someone sweet i'd be cool with even moving up or down like i'd be content with either of that i think we could stockpile quite a few picks if we move down a bit but it's one of those things where as we were saying earlier like our team is so young we had like i think 14 rookies on our team last year 
And, and so it's like if we put in another round of like 12, 13, we're, we're playing – it's like a college team out there. So it's like I, I, yeah. I, I, you can only have so many rookies out there. So I would be – I would actually probably be a little more inclined to going up using the capital we have and getting a solid dude. But uh, it'll be interesting to see. Like, it, usually the draft is the most interesting time of the year for the Jags, and this is definitely the truth this year. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of you trading up this year just because you've got so much capital. Like you said, it's a young squad. You had 14 rookies last year. Go up and get a guy that is going to really affect this team and really bring you forward, you know. Uh, like you said, you're after a receiver, I think. You know, go and get someone for, for Lawrence to throw to. You know, a nice weapon. I mean, what's, what's your thoughts, Midge? I mean, I know you're uh, more in the trading down camp always, like, but... Oh, I, always, I love a trade down. It's been, I mean, I think it's just I think it's just a case of because as Falcons fans, I am begging our new gem Terry Fonten to trade down. But that's another story. We'll get to that another time. But I think, yeah, I, I can see both arguments. Trading up for a, a, a more premier guy, pending what position you want, you know, if, if it's someone that you really like. Like you said, you've got the picks. Why not do it? I, I, I don't think it'd be a bad move if, if it happens. Mm. Um, but if you do stick at 25, I like Christian Barmore. I think he is pretty much projected to go probably within the early to late 20s. Like he's in that bracket. I don't think he'll go any lower than that unless someone really likes him from Alabama. Um, another guy, like you said, safety is a good good spot because the best safety in this draft uh, graded, you know, from what I've watched and what's been talked about is Trayvon Morig from TCU. And at 25, I feel like that's like the perfect spot to pick him. Like, you know, I don't think he's going to... I can't see teams trading up for him, but I can't see him dropping to the second round because I think he's too good in that bracket and there will be a team for safety to take him at that spot between like in the 20s to 30. I think that's like his perfect spot. And then you've also got to mention, like, like you pointed out, Keg, like it's <laughs> you've got the first pick in the second round. The best scenario I've seen for you guys, and, and to be fair, it's not the worst shout in the world where I've seen Jalen Mayfield from Michigan they, you know, there's a lot of talk that his draft stock is full. We're well, not say falling, but he's down the order of the tackles that are on this uh, in this draft class. That he could drop to the second round, and I feel like on day two, your first pick, if he's there, that is like a what, what a scenario that could be. That I think that's a very very good pick to take. You know, he's solid. He is like a day one talent, but yes. he could so easily fall to day two. So I feel like you know either way it'd be good, but. This draft is where you could stock up on some guys to really push this franchise forward and get, you know, and get hopefully the Trevor Lawrence era and Urban Meyer era going, you know. So I feel like, and I think you've pointed out, Ben, massively, this is a big, important draft for, for the Jags this year. Oh, 100%. And I've seen Mayfield quite a bit. I'm a big Michigan fan. So I, I've, uh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be the dream scenario for me would be him to fall to 33, us to move up from 25 to get Pitts somehow. Like if Pitts drops past anything, Pitts could drop. Pitts could drop. There's, <laughs> there's a chance. Like if he gets past ten or ten or eleven, I think we gotta start getting on the call and yeah, seeing yeah. if anybody will dance. Because would like would be such a tool for Lawrence and, and such a security blanket. So that'd be my dream scenario. And I, and I think we could use this the pick we got for Ngakwe and our twenty fifth to move, get some decent leverage that way. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I love that shout. I mean, Carl Pitts just looks like a absolute weapon of tight end, and I think. You know, we've done the mock drafts and we're really struggling to fit in top 10 because there's not many teams there that need a tight end, like, randomly. You know, there's going to be a lot of teams, I think, trading in to get a quarterback. There's mm -hmm. probably five quarterbacks that are going to go in the first round this year. 
there's a good chance that he could drop to that sort of level. I think if he, like you say, if he hits below 10, go up and get him, you know, use yeah. the a massive amount of picks you've actually got. Yeah, I mean, if massive. we if we move on to sort of like the, the way too early prediction, I suppose, we not talk about this in every episode. And it is too early. Obviously, you don't know what's going to happen. We don't even technically know that Lawrence is on the team. We do, but we don't. But um, what do you think for next season? I think we're coming in the the thing we teased that earlier. I, th I think eight and eight is like super realistic for this team. And, and I say this because I obviously I've, I've lived through a few rebuilds as a Jags fan, but the, the one before this was like real, real bad. And the next season we came back and I think we won like three or four games and that team was atrocious. So like, I, I think we're in a way better position where like, I think the league thinks we're a lot worse than we are. Like that, that's what I would say. So I think if we put in some supplementary pieces, it would. I wouldn't be shocked if we're fighting for the AFC South at the end of the year. Like that would not shock me at all, unless we get hit by the injury bug, obviously. But knocking what that doesn't happen. So, the realistic expectation for this team is like seven and nine, eight and eight. Like, I, I would be confident betting on that. Well, I'm so glad you said that. I've actually, uh, I've actually <laughs> bet on the Jags to win the AFC South. Ten to one. Ten to one. The way I looked at it, right? Your division, Houston. Absolute mess. You know, I, I think they're one or two wins team next year at the most, you know. Um, the Titans, they've lost Arthur Smith. Massive loss for them on that offensive side. I just think they outplayed themselves a bit last year and I, I think you're potentially going to have a better side than them. And the Colts, you know, they look solid, but Wentz is poor last year. What's to say that we poor again, you know? So I actually think that 10 to 1 Jaguars to win this division. I like it, man. Oh, he's, he's gone bold for this one. He, when he said to it, I was the more I thought about it, I'm like, okay, it's bold, but it's not completely out of the question. I, I, I do agree. It's not, you know, it's not like we're saying, oh yeah, Houston's gonna. You got more chance of Houston retaining Deshaun Watson than you know yeah. than like somebody else had. You know what I mean? Like, it's and that's not gonna happen. So it's just a case of it's not out of the question. I think for me personally, and I think you're right, Ben. I think. I'm probably in that bracket a little bit more than you in the keg. Like, you know, I feel like there's going to be some sort of growing pains. Like, don't be wrong. If Trevor Lawrence balls out and you pick some decent pieces, this team could skyrocket. It, the potential's there. But I see it as more of a growing pain. Obviously, there's not going to be a lot of expectations for Trevor Lawrence or Urban Meyer or the whole coach, the whole team. There's going to be no expectations for this team next year. They just want to get some pieces, get Trevor Lawrence fitted in nicely, you know, like you say, see what you can do with pieces around the whole team and see how it goes. I mean, I, I can't, you know, you're not going to go win this. You're not going to have one win. I mean, I think worst case scenario, if Trevor Lawrence does suffer growing pains, maybe there's a couple of injuries again. I feel like the worst case scenario for me is free and is free wins, but that's like no, worst case scenario. <laughs> worst case scenario, like that's just me. Can you guys see this? What's that? It's a bet I made to prevent win the Super Bowl. Oh, bet what? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what price is that? I can't see that. <laughs> I bet on the Jags to win the Super Bowl. I put down seventy six bucks, and the return is four grand. No. I mean, so the NFL anything. Well, as long as they, you know, as long as they win their division, <laughs> as long as they win their yeah. division, then win the Super Bowl. Because if they go in as a wild card and win the Super Bowl, I'm not going to be very happy with you. To be fair, no. <laughs> <laughs> I need them to win this division. Hopefully, they do both for us. 
Yeah, hopefully, yeah, do both. Hopefully so. <laughs> hopefully so. I mean, be- I think best. I think there's just gonna be growing pains. I feel like if you get even six wins, it's an, anything's an improvement from last year. I just okay. feel like it's gonna be a stepping stone. But once you get some pieces, I, I would fear the Jags. You know, like if Trevor Lawrence is the guy, he is what they go by. I won't. I won't want to play you. And apparently, if the extra, we worked it out. So if the extra game happens. Uh, mm-hmm. for next season, which has been talked about, which I think very apparently is very think, close yeah. to happening. Yeah, apparently they reckon it's going to happen. We'll, the Falcons, it'll be the Falcons and the Jags as the extra game. Woo! So, oh, be- and, and put it this way, if Trevor Lawrence is balling out, I don't want to play you because our defense mm. is bad enough as it is. So, <laughs> so I wouldn't want that at all. But there is a chance, you know. But I feel like, yeah, six wins is, is more than enough to, to, to be happy with. But... I'm I'm in that bracket. You, the cake feels different, and I know you feel different. You know, you always get him as a fan. Of course, yeah, I'm biased wholeheartedly. Awesome I'm glad stuff. you came on though and said that you thought they were going to win some games because if you'd have come on and said no, I think you know three or four wins, I'd have been like, oh shit, you know. <laughs> if, you know, as a fan, you're not even expecting to win. I'm in trouble, you know. Yeah, no, I, I think your your bet is uh, I think a lot less risky than I think a lot of people listening to this would think, and that's just because we're way closer. Than- think because I'm, I'm judging on like an individual individual skill basis across the roster like we're just not that bad like a lot of you know what i mean so if you put in these pieces and we get in free agency i think we are either if, if we're not one in the division i think we're 1a right 1a 1b kind of situation yeah. so i think i think there's a fighting chance for them for sure yeah 100 no. i agree then so ben we're going to cap it off there can't express how much to thank you for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Uh, it's been great to talk about the Jags moving forward. And knock on wood, hopefully this is the turnaround for the franchise that's been asking for forever. So hopefully for them, for you, but can't appreciate you more than enough from coming on. Thank you ever so much. Of course, boys. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, hopefully uh, we, we do this episode again next year and it's after us winning the Super Bowl. So I can talk about the 32nd pick. Yeah. There you go. That's good. That's the aim. So that's all good. Guys, thank you very much for listening. Like I said, we've got all episodes coming up for off-season talk going through the season, uh, for the off-season before the draft. Keep an eye out for more episodes. But thank you again, guys. Take care. Catch you soon.